Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. What is up, everybody? This is the first ever in-person episode of the Philly Pod, the official Eagles podcast of the LibertyLine.com. Co-host Stephen Conrad Jr. Not sure where Vic just went, but this is our first run. You can find uh, the video on our YouTube channel, the Liberty Line YouTube channel. I'm sure Vic will tweet it out and everything like that. Obviously, don't worry. The audio is not going anywhere. Make sure you're subscribed on all audio platforms, what Apple, Spotify, uh, you know the rest. What else is? What other audio platforms? Yeah, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Odyssey, everywhere else you can get your shows. Be sure to subscribe over there if you haven't already. If you've been a longtime listener, you know what the deal is. If you're new to the show because you found us through Instagram or TikTok or what have you, or YouTube, mm-hmm. or what have you, appreciate you guys for sticking around. You're catching the first, like Stephen mentioned, IRL iteration of the show. It took a lot of... Uh, <laughs> a lot of uh moving around and technicalities and all this stuff so who knows if this is going to be the final version of what it looks like but happy to be able to finally do it in person because that remote shit gets old man <laughs> sure does uh obviously if you're on the youtube i just want to remind everybody make sure you hit the like button it helps grow the channel and uh yeah subscribe to our youtube channel that's the liberty line youtube channel obviously Perks. so I guess um, this is our first podcast since, what, OTA started, right? Yeah, so the last one I think we did was James. Were we talking Bradbury? I think it was Bradbury we were uh, talking about and how he fits into the defense and this and that. And if Jesse Bates is going to be a thing, obviously probably not (laughs) at this point. Uh, So, yeah, so now we've, 
I guess as a collective unit have at least seen or heard <laughs> of what the Eagles kind of look like from their first public OTAs that reporters were at. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to be there for a little bit. I caught maybe the uh, the first half, I will say, of the 50-minute. Uh, it was about 50-minute practice. I saw the first half of it. I caught a little bit of what Jalen looked like. I saw a lot of what Devontae looked like and some encouraging, some encouraging things um, from these uh, OTAs. But from what you've heard, Stephen, before I get into the details – what is the most encouraging things you've heard, seen, watched from OTAs, from various reporters, from YouTube? You're in the YouTube community heavier than I am, and I know they have videos galore of whatever's going on with Jalen Hurts and his new mechanics and what have you. What are kind of your takeaways from what you've heard about the new look equals thus far? Well, definitely, uh, first and foremost, the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. I know it's just been seven on sevens, but you know, all reports, all indications are that he looks much more you know, improved as a passer. That's the biggest, you know, question mark on this team, obviously, you know, I mean, we made all the Eagles made all these big moves. They addressed so many holes in the off season, but at the end of the day, this team will go as far as Jalen can take them. You know, I mean, obviously when you have a good team, like, like I think we will be, we're just projecting right now. I feel like we said this last time we, we you know, they still have to take the field, you know, fingers crossed, everybody stays healthy, but you know, I still think even with like, let's just say that Jalen we saw last year this team can still be a better team even than what we saw last year they won nine games I think mm-hmm. most most people would expect them to win more than that this year um but you know besides Jalen um I guess I don't even want to know if it's a surprise but you had said Devonte looked like the best uh receiver on the team mm-hmm. obviously AJ Brown just now coming here for whatever reason for I guess I should say for a, for a variety <laughs> we know the reason yeah, whatever reason yeah yeah uh, for a variety of reasons I mean um, you know Devonte would look better than him currently as we are in OTAs I, I'm, this isn't a knock on either player but AJ Brown did just get here he's learning a whole new offense mm-hmm. um, he's been in the NFL a little bit longer so he's probably kind of like you know he probably doesn't want to go all out in OTAs uh-huh. he wants to be healthy for this team. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. But um, I mean, it's definitely like encouraging, right? That Devontae, because the, at the end of the day, like I think Devontae, I mean, he can be a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. Period. But I just think at the end of the day, like his his chemistry with Jalen Hurts is so important. You know, like that's when you have all these moving parts. Like Devontae is the one who's coming back. I, I mean, Dallas Goddard too, right? But like to have mm-hmm. familiarity with with somebody. Because I think it's something to be said about the fam- familiarity of this team now. Because it's Nick Sirianni in the second season, Jalen Hurts finally having, you know, uh, the same coach in back-to-back years. He hasn't had that since what high school, I guess. People, yeah. that's like the common theme people bring up, right? Yeah, it was Lincoln Riley, and then Nick Saban, and then Doug Peterson, and then Sirianni. So he, Jalen Hurts, stated in a press conference once once before that this is the first time he's been able to be in an off-season program for the second consecutive year in his football career, which is a big deal for the quarterback position because you need consistency, you need familiarity, you need to be able to grow into an offense. You can't just be in a new system every year and expect to thrive. So he has that this year. And, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Devontae Smith, from what I've seen, but he looked far and away. Well, I don't want to say far and away. He looked like from, from the few you know reps that they were able to do. Again, at seven-on-sevens, Sirianni doesn't do – um, you know, they're doing that light OTA schedule similar to last year. Not a lot of veterans. And it's seven on seven drills. They're walking around in shorts. You know, you can, Doesn't sound just, like dog mentality to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. They just want to make sure people are healthy. And for the most part, the team is relatively healthy heading into the postseason last year. Miles, Miles Sanders. Um, so that's that's always a good thing. That's why Sirianni believes 
that not having the veterans do a whole lot in training camp is beneficial to the team. But yeah, for, if you were a stranger and you didn't know any of the players and you came into training camp last week and you just watched every player, just watched the team objectively, you would assume Devontae Smith was the best player on the team based on what he saw. He caught everything thrown his way. He had two 40-plus yard completions right away. His footwork is elite. His hands are elite. His burst off the line of scrimmage is elite. He beat Bradbury and Darius Slay both. He burned Darius, not for nothing. He so burned Slay. are you telling me his weight's not a concern? No, it's never, it's never been a concern. Season. It's never oh, been a concern. Okay, no, there's people who think that. Yeah, but it's never it's never been a concern. It's, it's The people that say that are... are I mean, it would be nice to see like a couple more pounds, but like the reason why he's so—I'd like to see a couple more pounds on me personally. Yeah, I mean, we're we're the last ones that should be talking about somebody's skinny frame. But um, when his nimble his his skinny frame allows him to be as nimble as he is and allows him to be fluid in his routes, he's not going to be able to execute whip routes in two steps. He's not going to be able to stop on a dime and cut like that if he puts you know a lot of weight on. So his light frame allows him to execute these routes and possess such body control that it throws top corners off. When you can take advantage of Bradbury and Darius Slay, two corners, two of the most productive corners this league has seen in recent memory, it says a lot to the player that Devontae is. And if I was a fantasy football player this year, which I am, but like if I'm you're it, we all well, I know how you feel about about fantasy football, but if I if you are a fantasy football I like player reality this year, football. Whoever is listening or watching, if you're a fantasy football player, I would put buy, I would put a lot of stock into year two Devontae Smith. Mm. You know, this is probably a poor comparison, but he gives me and I know it's two different sports, but uh he honestly remind he's like to me the NFL's version of uh, Kevin Durant because I oh. remember when he came into the league everybody's like oh my gosh this guy will never be as good as you know people think he is because his weight and all that and like he's been playing for what over ten plus years now mm-hmm. we're talking Durant obviously ten plus years now and like that's kind of been like obviously he did put on weight if you look at his and and Devonte will guys he's really young mm-hmm. he's only a second year pro keep in mind. Uh, coming out of college, he's still got to put on that adult weight, the natural adult weight that everybody puts on. Even athletes put it on, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Yep. Um, but um, my my question to you, and I'm going to answer before you you take over. You're asking but yourself the question before I you guess. Ask can me. we go on record really quickly? Like, are, are you ba- you basically kind of like let the people know that you were indeed at? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm allowed I just to be make there. sure we're allowed, I'm allowed to, say to be there because yeah. this organization. Let me tell you, those guys, man, yeah. lucky. I don't know how he got. The building yeah, they i didn't get in they're stingy with the credentials i'll tell you that i'll tell you i wasn't like there with like the like it was open to reporters i wasn't there like with the reporters i was there with like the the journalist i was with at the time let it be known ne- neither of us are reporters man yeah we are not like we I, I like write on the eagles at the liberty line obviously but like i'm not like a, the media per se so well, i wasn't with the media, media so that's why the new media so yeah <laughs> the new media yeah, so so I'm I'm like in the cut when I go, which is why I only saw half the practice. I couldn't be there for the whole time. And the next open one, I believe, is Wednesday, and I don't anticipate being. I actually I know for a fact I won't be at that one. Um, so so yeah, but I I am allowed to be. It, it wasn't like some top secret info that I was there. Like I was allowed to be there for what I saw. Mm. Maybe one day I'll get in, guys. Yeah. I, I doubt it. We will they see. They are so but. stingy with the credentials. <laughs> and the thing with the Eagles is that they don't even give out, like, camp-long credentials. Like, you have to apply for, like, every single practice, That's every crazy. single thing throughout the summer. And games, 
it's it's i know i know writers at cbs who are barely allowed in like for these games so they are dumb stingy it's not like the sixers and the blue coats and other teams in the city where they can just hand out credentials to whoever the eagles are very very particular and who they let in to see their practices who can see the games who can speak with players they are very particular about who they let in for those kind of things so the question i was getting at was um like you're because like obviously we got up here and mentioned good things about the team as far as what you saw as far as what i heard in otas right Mm -hmm. and i'm hearing still is there any like bad things any like negative takeaways for me i'll go really quickly like don't take this the wrong way guys but i don't know what like Jalen, i don't know what's going on with the hair man like if (laughs) if you can rock like a like a buzz cut man like you gotta just stick to it but hey like I have a bad feeling he's going back to the dreads. There's probably some people who like it. I personally don't. I think he looked, I mean, he looked great with, you know, the hair before, I thought. That's my one complaint. Like, look. uh, You don't like him growing his hair out. I just, because as a guy who can't rock the the short hair, like the buzz or whatever you want to call it, or the, I mean, he's got, he was rocking like a skin fade, right? Yeah, he had the fade with the the design in it. That was so cool. Like, I wish I could do that, but I can't because I look like an idiot. I got a big forehead and just unproportionate and stuff like that, you know? Uh Uh-huh. So yeah. Plus, I rock the high hair because I'm not very tall. Give me a yeah, few more inches. If there's any, I guess, any <laughs> negatives that you could take away from the from we're the talking football. From the I hope your takeaway is football. Yeah, it, this is a football take. This isn't an appearance take. But if there was any, um, like negative, and we'll get into the Jalen conversation in a in a second. But a, obviously, AJ Brown and Devon or AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts need uh, work on their timing, and that's to be expected because they've never played together, and this is their first practice essentially to work on these things and AJ Brown made it known to Jalen like if you're going to miss me make sure you overthrow me so that I have a chance to go and grab it and he overthrew AJ once about five to ten yards and there was another throw that Jalen had to AJ that was mistimed and uh AJ had to actually break it up because Darius Slay was about to pick it off mm. if it wasn't for AJ Brown but it was an overall encouraging performance from Jalen Hurts overall like I said we'll get it into in a second but that's the only negative I could really see is that him and AJ do have some work to do as far as the timing concerned, as well as any quarterback does when a new receiver comes into the offense. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's it's eight, it's uh, OTAs, so they've only been playing like seven on sevens. And I know mm-hmm. a, a big talking point with this team going into the season will be that defensive line. And I guess you know you don't really get to you can't sit here and take. Yeah, they can't takeaways. they can't rush the quarterback in seven yeah, on seven. So. so you're only going to see Jordan Davis is huge. That's about my only takeaway. From and they're the in D-line. shorts too. I don't know if we said that. Yeah, they're in right? shorts. I think most people know that. Yeah, they're not in pads. It's helmet. Like it's not. There's not. A, you can't touch the quarterback. And I think Jalen scrambled one time during that whole practice. I mm. believe. So like, there's no pressure in his face. He can't really. You know, we're not going to see how Jalen looks under duress. We're not going to see how he is throwing on the run. You know, it was the whole big thing. Like he can only throw to the right. He can only run to the right last year. So we're not going to see any of that. Yeah, I was just going to say, one of the knocks was that he evades the pocket. You can't really sit here and make judgments on Mm -hmm. 7-7 if he improved on that, right? Right, yeah, yeah, you're not going to see any of that in 7-7s. And that's the thing with that that issue that he had last year. I don't even know, like, in the offseason if you can truly fix that because that's like a natural game instinct. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to, like, drill it into your head Mm -hmm. because a prime example of that is Carson. Remember Carson would just hold onto the ball with one hand mm-hmm. and we kept at, like wondering why does he sure do he it? He still does it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess maybe you can work on that, but again, it's like a natural game instinct though. Like with, with we're comparing that to Jalen just like 
evading the pocket. We won't know that answer until what? I guess preseason if he plays. Uh, yeah, if, not, if from, that, right? Yeah, and I'm from what I've heard, I don't think we're going to see Jalen in preseason from mm. from what I've heard because they have all these joint practices this year. They have the ones with Miami, and they have a few other ones. Uh, so I think they're going to see all they want to in these joint practices with Jalen Hurts. I, I don't anticipate him playing much, if at all, in the preseason. And they only have one uh, open practice this year to the yeah. public, not two. Yep. I forget what date year. that is. It's I want to say is it uh, August seventh? I believe. Yeah, August seventh. Just one ten uh, tickets are ten bucks, and I think all the proceeds go to I forget what organization. I don't know if it's autism or um, wherever it's going, but uh, yeah, the ten dollar open practice is August seventh this year. They only have one rather than two. Uh, spe- speaking of which, I guess this is the first pod after, I know it's not, I guess it is Eagles related, but after the, uh, what is it? The Devonte Smith celebrity softball yes, game, right? Correct. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it. We wanted to go. Uh, it, was it wasn't, at, we couldn't make it. We decided not to make well, it. Well, <laughs> it pretty much was. We couldn't make it. It was at the Iron Pig Stadium. Uh, so Jalen Hurts had the, I'm pissed about this cause I would lo- would have loved to witness this, but Jalen Hurts had the, uh, walk off home run in that yeah, game, man. Yeah. Go figure. I was telling him this, like, I don't know, man. All of the signs are pointing towards this guy just like He's winning just a gamer, man. Winning just a the gamer. fan base over. Like like that's what I'm saying. I know it's just a stupid softball game, but man, to have like the walk off you know what I mean, in front of all those fans. I'm sure the fans went nuts when it He's happened. He's just a gamer, man. He just shows up in big moments for the most part. You that's know? what I'm saying. We man. saw it in the in his rookie year against Arizona, against Kyler Murray. You saw it. You saw him show up in big moments last year against um the Chargers. That was the first glimpse you saw that front. Don't let flip. Cowboys fans get a hold of this. They're gonna be like, "Well, yeah, he was zero yeah, seven yeah. against we teams know, with winning records." And we know that, but stay on that side. But um, you saw in the Chargers that whole front flip. You know, he was he was refusing to lose that game. He was great in that Chiefs game too. Uh, the Chiefs game, he went stride for stride. When you get three touchdowns called back in one game, you know it's kind of difficult to uh, to win that game. And off those three touchdowns, two of those possessions were field goals, and one of them was a turnover on downs, I believe. So points being left on the board all year long. But for the most part, you see Hurts going to strive for strive with some of these players. I know the playoff game was ugly, and I know the Giants game in particular was ugly when he went 14 for 31 in those three picks. But he's, you're going to throw up some bad games. It's going to happen. Even even happens to the great ones. But overall, in practice, as far as OTAs are concerned, like Jalen, again, seven on sevens, you can only take so much away. But Jalen, there's something to be excited about when you when you watch him. Only two incompletions. I believe he was nine for 11. But three of his first five completions were 40-plus yards downfield, uh, two to Devontae Smith, one to Deion Kane, who is a who is a bigger receiver. He's doing better, from what I've seen, at giving his players a chance to make a play on the ball. Deion Kane, uh, when he threw the ball to him, uh, Deion Kane used his size to make an adjustment and grab the ball in midair. So I assume that's going to be uh, A.J. Brown in regular season games. Um, the only reason Deion Kane really was kind of in that role in practice was because Quez and Rager and Zach Pascal were none of them were at OTAs um, because Rager for obviously the passing of, of Jeff Cladney. And I'm not sure why Quez nor Pascal was there mm. or weren't there rather. So I'm not sure about that. So Deion Kane, you know, made, took advantage of some of the bottom tier, uh, um, what you call it, bottom tier receivers, like not being there. Um, so yeah, but he looked accurate. And like we mentioned multiple times, his deep ball accuracy was never really the issue. It's more of the intermediate routes and out routes. And things like that. But from what I've seen, he looks more accurate. He's putting more zip on the ball. And I know we're kind of nitpicking because we all want Jalen to be better next year and to be more accurate. But from the little changes I've seen thus far, it looks like he did take a step forward in the accuracy department. Which might be more than enough for this team to make like a run this year. I think you had mentioned... You had mentioned he was giving his receivers an opportunity to go up and win and go get the ball. Mm-hmm. I feel like he like strayed away from that this past season because 
uh, in one of his first starts with the well, Eagles. Well, he had nobody to grab 50-50 balls. Like, who was he going to throw? Who's the guy that was going to go up and grab a ball? And yeah, you're right. I mean, DeMonte. <laughs> Dallas guy. Yeah, okay. Quez was the one making 50-50 catches last year. That I felt like that's what made him so dynamic. And to this day, I mean, maybe we can sit here and debate this, but to this day, I feel like his best start in the NFL was against the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. because he did just that. He went out there and just let it rip. He trusts his guys to go up and get it. And his, his like fearlessness, his 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 precise decision making is what sold me in that game at the time where I was like, all right, you know what? Like this guy may just be the quarterback. This may be it for Carson. You know, if they decide to go in another direction, then I, I would like to see Jalen with the full season with this team. Obviously, he did just that last year. There was definitely a lot of highs, some lows, some, you know, in between. But this the this is why this season is so intriguing because this team went out and made so many win-now moves, but also moves that can set this organization up for the foreseeable future. Not just that, but Jalen coming into a second season as a starting QB in the NFL, that's when you start to see the quote-unquote jump. If the quarterback's ever going to make it, it's the second year. I mean, Carson did just that. He went from, mm-hmm. I believe it was a 16 touchdown to 15 interception ratio to you know, that MVP season, whatever his final stat line was, what was it, 20-something touchdowns, the seven picks? Yeah, I remember. We were, the be- we were the best team in the NFL. I think it was 33-7, and seven, I think. Wow, 33-7. and seven. So, And there's other examples of this, too. Mahomes did it. Uh, actually, believe it or not, Josh Allen didn't do it. It took till his third year till he made the big jump. Lamar Jackson, there's, there's so many examples. I'm not saying Hurts is on the level with these guys. Um, and again, we're just projecting. This is the offseason. This, this is what we're supposed to do. You know, you, you people, I feel like... There's definitely a section of Eagles fans who who are kind of like, I don't know if I want to say writing off Jalen Hurts, but like, it, it feels that way. Their there, there's a good up. portion of there's Eagles a fans of like their us who, and people, I feel, I hate when people throw labels around. Like, I'm a supporter of Jalen, definitely, but I'm not like, I'm open to the idea if he's not the guy like moving on. It's not a situation where it's like Jalen or bust, you know. Yeah, that's why we were watching CJ Stroud highlights the other night just to just to prepare ourselves if Jalen is not this guy. So, yeah, exactly. So, so, so this so, this is yeah. what this like gotta have an open mind, Eagles fans. I'm not gonna tell you how to think. I'm gonna sit up here. We are gonna sit up here and give our opinions and stuff like that. But you know, we got a full 17 game season ahead not just to assess Jalen by the way like let's see the strides Nick Sirianni mm-hmm. makes as a coach see if Miles Sanders deserves an extension see if Marcus Epps can be a starting safety there's a lot of big years in the waiting can Devontae take that next step and get into the thousand yard crew like, I'm not, even, what, what I'm not even really questioning that at this point we all know what Devontae is going to be is, will this defensive line be legit is this linebacking yeah. core finally addressed yeah. uh can some of the young guys in the secondary step up like mm-hmm. the safety position is a as a big um, unknown uh, Jonathan Gannon I think he, besides Jalen he might have the most to prove this season yeah. because how he went out and got him a lot of help on that defense man from the defensive line like all, on all three levels of the defense that was definitely the focal point of this offseason I know the highlight of this of this offseason was probably I mean we could probably agree right the blockbuster move on draft day to trade for uh, AJ Brown but like a majority of the offseason was like improving this defense that was the weak point of the team last year Yeah, Gannon has the personnel to thrive now that's for sure so you look at Jordan Davis who allows who can now probably generate the pressure and I meant we mentioned this on the last show already so having Jordan Davis will allow uh, Gannon to not have to use so many bodies to generate pass rush now he'll be able to drop back you have James Bradbury who's an excellent zone corner so Gannon has the personnel to thrive defense now in OTAs the starting linebackers were TJ Edwards and Kaiser White 
So uh, I assume when N'Kobe Dean picks up the system and learns the offense and, you know, the health checks out and all that, I assume he will probably unseat TJ Edwards in that starting role. But we will uh, have to see that. But don't even take our word for it as far as Jalen Hurts is because Nick Sirianni came out and said that he's even noticing um, some different things, different tweaks in Jalen Hurts' games. More specifically, he told ESPN that he's noticing a big difference. He said, what I see is a crisper ball. The accuracy I've been very pleased with. You can just see him taking strides every single day with his accuracy because of the fundamentals he has with his feet and his upper body. So whatever he is doing with these Southern California coaches that he went to go train with, and uh, we mentioned like he was throwing with Brady or whatever the story is, it sounds like that the steps that he went out to go and take this offseason are starting to pay off. Again, OTAs practice, not a lot of pressure in his face, but just from the throwing motions and the mechanics in general, Nick Sirianni, as well as others around the league, can see the improvement as far as Jalen Hurts' uh, fundamentals and his throwing motions. Jalen wasn't lying in that end of, <laughs> end of season presser. End of season presser when he had said like he's going to do whatever it takes to get better. Like this is exactly what you want to hear, uh, and it's so refreshing. And, and this go, the, I'm speaking like on the Eagles, I guess, organization as a whole now. Doesn't it feel like we have, like, it feels like we finally have, like, clarity and, like, identity on this team. Like, the locker room's not split. Like, I felt like after the Super Bowl, there was always something going on. You, you weren't sure, the like. The locker room is 100% in on Jalen. If, if every single player on this roster is not in on Jalen, it's at least 98% of the Right, point. to the point where it almost feels like if, the, and again, like, we got a whole season ahead of us. Like, who knows what could, you know, what could happen, but. It almost feels like they got so much support towards him where if the Eagles organization decides to move on, then the locker room would be interesting then, right? Because it's like, man, that's our guy, but... Mm-hmm. Well, that was the big thing with why like, they ultimately decided not to bring in Nick Foles when that thing was happening. Because Are they, we serious? Well, I mean, they factored into it. Like, we don't want all this noise in Jalen's ear like, and all this and that. Uh, but it would be certainly be something if they decided to move for a different starting quarterback this year with how behind... Oh, yes. with how behind uh, you know, everybody is behind Jalen Hurts. And now you're seeing all this stuff with Watson and his 24th now <laughs> lawsuits. And, uh, and and obviously Rodgers and Russell Wilson and all that speculation was going on. Russell but, Wilson wants what? Uh, Russell, Wilson, <laughs> Russell Wilson wants five years, $250 million. He never fit our timeline anyway. Uh, yeah, 30. How old is he now? 31? 31-ish. So he, I think he has two years left on his current deal. So, I mean, this year he's going to have to show out. That's a tough division he's in, as we all know. Mahomes is there and Herbert's there and Derek Carr's there. And you're going to have to, you know, if you're going to prove yourself with a division title, it's going to be tough to do it in that one. But, but yeah, the whole the whole team is certainly behind Jalen Hurts, and the organization looks to be behind Jalen Hurts with all the acquisitions they went. And they actually listened to him. We we made the joke not too long ago about him wanting to with the black pants, and then he wanted to get Smitty, and now they yeah. went out and got AJ Brown. So when the Eagles and Howie said that, uh. They are they are they are firmly behind Jalen Hurts. As it stands, it doesn't look like they're bluffing. Mm. That was a question going into this offseason too. I feel like that's something we asked ourselves every day from the point you know from when the season ended. Because remember, like the Eagles were linked to Watson and Wilson. They were linked to everybody, right? And then yeah, and they then were you got to any quarterback that was available. <laughs> I guess the final one is that we had sacrificed you know one of the three draft picks this year to get an extra one next year so that's going to be the talking point obviously like but that doesn't necessarily mean like i feel like some people this goes back to what i was saying earlier some people have it set in stone that we're just going to draft a quarterback next year now without even playing these 17 Mm -hmm. games like you don't know that like that's never been the case like i don't even think (sighs) 
I mean, so they left the first, like, we left the first round of this draft only using one of the three picks, technically, if we're being honest. Uh, obviously, trading one of them, and then the other one we traded to get A.J. Brown. Nobody saw that coming, right? So, like, you can't, you can make predictions and stuff like that, but you can't just pretend it's set in stone that we're going to just draft a QB next year. There's no, I mean, for all we know, they could end up trading both of those first round picks for, like, another win-now player, because what if this team, yeah. No, seriously. What if this team just like makes a run? Like we don't know. Like you got to just let it play out. You know. Yeah, that's that's what they're going to. I, the offense is poised to take a lot of next steps next year with the with the receivers. But one thing I feel like, and it's probably because there's so much attention surrounding the receivers. But Miles Sanders has it, he's in a contract here, and Spotrac did a good job of estimating and calculating his uh his projected like contract or what his market value will be after next season they factored in a lot of different like uh players and their production and their age and what they got at their extensions so miles sanders projected contract right now i believe is three years 12 million dollars around there somewhere between 4.5 um million dollars annually so of course I asked, like when I put out the article, I asked Twitter, would you give them this contract? And a lot of people are saying no for a number of reasons, because Miles Sanders is always injured. You're in a league where you shouldn't pay running backs. You can easily replace that position behind such a dominant offensive line. So where it currently stands, Stephen, I'm not sure how big of like a Miles Sanders fan you are. Well, I know how big of a Kenneth Gainwell fan you are, but when it comes to an extension for Miles Sanders. What is it that you have to see from Miles this year? And regardless of production, would you consider extending him? Uh, well, if it's, what do you said, the three years, 12 mil, that's not bad at all. Four, a little over four million for like, I know he has this question mark. His protected value is three years, $12.7 million. So about 4.2 annually is his projected market value, the way Track has it later. And we, I think we have the flexibility to do that. And obviously he still needs well, to, yeah. <laughs> he still needs to uh, go out and there and prove himself, prove that he can stay healthy, prove that he doesn't, he's doesn't have the fumbling issues anymore because this is another interesting debate because there's also two extreme sides of this. There's the one side where people are like, you know, he needs the ball, like run the ball, give miles 20 mm-hmm. plus touches. Dude, a game. There, was a, there was a point in time where he was getting two carries a game before they switched up the whole playbook midseason last year. <laughs> and the stats don't lie. Like, he's among the NFL leaders in yards per carry over the last several seasons. I be- I believe it's three years now he's among the top, what is it? Uh, top five yards per carry. He's always right around, uh, this year he was fourth, right next to Nick Chubb, I believe, at like 5.5 yards per carry. I think this Miles situation actually benefited the Eagles tremendously because there was a point in time where he was healthy and he was putting up like pretty good numbers. There was a point in time where he could probably earn himself like double, if not triple the salary we're, we're sitting here talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than that. I don't know. Um, so I think this benefited the Eagles because uh, I don't think maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know if there's other teams out there that would pay him. I think they may go over that, you know, you said three years, 12 mil. They yeah. might go over that, but I don't think it's it as much like, as you it, think. It looks like a bargain to me. I was like, yeah, I'll give Miles Sanders that. But and everybody's like, you can draft one next year, you can get the same production, this, this, and that. I, I guess I agree with that. Because Jordan Howard came here and averaged, what, 60 yards a game behind this offensive line? Yeah, so. that, right. But Miles is very talented, though, and I think people ignore that. Yeah, he's, well, he's a home run threat, I think. I think he's a good home run hitter in the open field, I believe. Like, is he a physical? Do you consider him a three down back? He's close to a three down back. Do you consider him a three down back? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I do too. Can he be a bell cow? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but you don't win with bell cow backs anymore. Yeah. You need to have a. We won I mean, the Super Bowl with like yeah. four running backs so. last year. When you comes to yards per carry leaders last year, Rashad Penny led the league in yards per carry at six point three, and then four backs were tied for second. Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard all had five point five yards. Care. Do we think Kenny Gainwell could put up those averages if he was the full time starter? I don't think so. I agree. As much I as I like, so. as much as I like him, and I think he's a guy to watch for to take a big jump this year. I don't even. Th- I don't just. He's never been. Maybe I might be wrong, but he's never been projected to be like the number one back. Who's the leading rusher next year? Do you think? I actually think. <laughs> I actually think. Maybe I'll regret this, but I, so it was Jalen last year, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. I actually think it could be Miles because I think Jalen's going to be more of a pass. Remember that Miles? Yeah, well, yeah, two factors. So remember, he will Miles still, was, I, my worry is I hope they don't take his running abilities away from oh him. Oh my too god, much. I know that's the thing. That's the thing because even as as it went, and us as sports betters who were betting on Jalen Hurts' rushing yards last year, and he wasn't hitting them because down the stretch, and I understand the ankle injury was a thing, but down the stretch, he was um he, he was not running as much down the stretch, which was. You know, concern. It was the injury. It was yeah. It was the ankle. It was the ankle. So I think Jalen Hurts had 782 rushing yards last year, and Miles had 752. But keep in mind that Miles missed five games with the ankle, and I think a hand injury at some point was going on. So yeah. But if it comes down to this year between Gainwell, Sanders, and Jalen Hurts, who leads the league and or who leads the team in rushing in 2022? Yards, right? Yardage, yes. Attempts. Who knows attempts? I mean, it better be Miles in attempts, but. As far as yards, maybe I, it might just be Jalen again, huh? One thing, one thing I do know, as far as twenty twenty two season is concerned, is that Sirianni doesn't want to repeat the same offense that he had last year. I know for a fact that he doesn't want to have a rush heavy offense. He wants to come out and throw that thing next season, which is evidenced by going out and getting AJ Brown and Zach Pascal, and they expect more things from Dallas Goddard, who is a type six tight, uh, a top six tight end, despite what some people uh, will say. I know he has to work on his drops. But he's still one of the better blocking tight ends. He's still going to be big in this offense. Um, so, as far as leading rusher, I don't, I don't know. But I would love to see. I don't know if I want to see Hertz throwing forty <laughs> attempts. Um, but they definitely want to come out and throw that and throw that thing next year. That's for sure. More than twenty five times a game, right? Uh, I mean, twenty five is cool. Thirty oh, max. Come on, man. I mean, I don't want to see forty. I definitely don't want to see forty attempts. Um, yeah. Well, I guess he needs to complete a higher percentage. Yeah, first like of it's all, not about yeah. the attempts; it's about the completion percentage, which wasn't terrible. Sixty one percent last year. People were like, "Oh, he's not accurate." He's he's Steve. Steve's, he was all right. He had some bad games and he had some good games. So it is what it is. So before we do get up out of here. I want to have this. Uh, I do want to have this conversation with you, uh, Stephen, about the top duos now because now that we can legit, it's good. Tell me how good it is to see like ESPN and PFF graphics about top receivers and top duos, and the Eagles are actually like in that conversation now. Remember, in the past, we would see all these graphics, and the Eagles would be nowhere to be mentioned because we never had a receiver like ever. And now, when you see top receivers and top duos, the Eagles are firmly in that conversation, and it's a good feeling to see us on these PFF graphics. Finally, forget duos, let alone just have one receiver yeah, among the yeah. best, right? And seeing like top 10, like top 10 receiver lists, and to see AJ Brown on that list, and to see that the Eagles finally have a guy, a top receiver at 24 years old at that. Two of them. I still don't, I don't think it's going to hit me that the Eagles have AJ Brown until I see him. Like I saw him in person, and that dude is that dude is a physical, like every part of that two pause, every, every, that's just, just the 226 pounds. <laughs> 
the 226 pound frame there's not an ounce of fat on that body i'll tell you right now straight muscle you can give that man uh, i wouldn't be shocked if they do like end arounds with this guy because he can just run through people it is ridiculous well, kind of like a debo samuel type similar similar yeah it's 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 wild this that is man that is one sh- shredded dude that is, that is that is one guy so the fact that we have a guy like that 24 years old who's going to be able to to grow and i understand his contract situation and you're going to have Devonte who we're obviously going to have to pay down the road. People keep saying, like, oh, we're going to have to pick one eventually. Let's not worry oh about that. Oh, my gosh. Why let's not worry about this. Let's not worry about this. Under, and right? let's not call Devontae a WR2 either because he might, he just might be WR1 in this offense. He just might be. And I have a hot take that Steven doesn't agree with before we get into the top duos. I think, and we mentioned this on radio for Fox the Gambler yesterday when we were on with Sean Brace uh, from 3 to 6 on the Daily Ticket. I said that, I said that Devontae Smith will have more receptions, but A.J. Brown will have more yards. And I think A.J. Brown will have more explosive plays than Devontae Smith. And Steven mm. didn't necessarily agree like with it that. Might be, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. You didn't agree with it. I so. just felt like it'd be the other way around. I felt like Devontae would be more of the big You think A.J. Guy. Brown gets the tough yards. Is That's what thing. I think. He's you got think. the build for it. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But who's going to get the 50-50 jump balls down the field? That's A.J. Brown. They both can do that. I mean, Devontae, I guess we just Devontae, Devontae is more likely it. to beat people down the field. Yeah, though. we saw Devontae do it on Pastor Tan, so that's a good point. That's a good point. But I just think AJ Brown will have the more explosive plays. I think a, I think Devontae is going to do more damage on route running on intermediate routes. I think that's where a lot of his damage is going to come, personally. But I think Devontae has more receptions. I think AJ Brown has more yards. That mm. is my that is my hot take. So we'll, we'll revisit this. It's a good problem to have, though. That's the I point. mean, yeah. I mean, it's not even like we're arguing. It's just yeah. like it's just like you have two t- top tier receivers for once in since since Deshaun and Macklin was here. And I don't even know if you could call Deshaun and Macklin both like WR ones because Deshaun was like a specialty like deep threat. And Macklin, would you consider him like a WR one? I guess he was right, like one point five. Yeah, he was like a true, true like alpha receiver. So now that we kind of have two of them, it is it is nice. So as far as top receiver duos, I I'm going to I made a top five wide receiver uh, duo list in the league. Uh, the Eagles may or may not be on, and I'm curious to hear. Do you have a list in mind of top five? Off the top of your head? Yeah, I'm doing this off the top of my yeah. head, so don't get mad at me, the people that are listening or watching. <laughs> He's right next to me, so he can only get so mad at me. But off the top of my head, my top five duos, who am I going number one? No, start with five. Work your way Okay. Up. Oh, Jesus. Starting at number five? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I got like three or four off the top So if of you have head. five. Can I just throw you, in just, no order? Okay, just okay, throw fine. five out Okay, there, no order. Just we'll give me your five duos, best wide receiver duos in the league. Well, first of all, I know they haven't played together yet, but on paper, you have to put the Eagles duo in there. You just have to. You have to put those. You don't agree? Well, I'll, I'll tell you my list. Go ahead. Right, so you, you got, got AJ They're in there somewhere. AJ, right. uh, after that, you got to go uh, You got to go to the Rams, right? So Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. I know those two technically haven't played together, but you just have to. Mm-hmm. Any team Cooper Cup's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's two. Oh, you got to go Cincy. Absolutely. You got to go, Jam- you know, Jamar Chase and, uh, T Higgins. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got two, uh, that's three, right? Okay. Uh, I guess you got to throw Dallas in there. Yeah. He's nowhere. They are nowhere near on my list. Really? You think CD and Michael Gallup are a top duo in the league? Or wait, wait, how many have I named? Is that three or four? That's three you named. You could take them out and put the Miami duo then. Okay. Jalen Waddle and, uh, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Um, that's four. Who am I missing? Five. I need to do five. What about Oakland? There you go. Not Oakland. Vegas now, dude. They moved. Oh, they moved. Yeah, Come sorry. on, man. They're yeah, Vegas yeah. now. Hey, so <laughs> I got moved. the five you had, right? Is All that right. the five you had? I'll tell you my five ready. So my five starts number five is Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Oh, I'm so stupid. Because I, watching I when everybody them. went down last year, Jesus. 
I almost forgot how good Mike Evans was until the Eagles played them in this playoff game, and they had no Godwin. They had no um, um, who's who's the other receiver over there? Uh, um, no Godwin. Somebody else went down. They have a trio. Who who the heck is the other guy? Dang, I can't remember. Oh, they had no Godwin. Damn it, I forget. Um, and Mike Evans was the only receiver like alive over there, and I forgot how dominant he was. So he's he's. I have to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Oh, Antonio Brown. I could, I'm so stupid. He was he was gone. I'm so dumb. So Antonio Brown was gone. And Chris Godwin was injured, and I forgot how good Mike Evans was until that playoff game. And I was like, yeah, he's still that dude. So he's number five. Number four on the list is T. Higgins and Jamar Chase for me. Number three has to be Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. And the only reason they're three is because Allen Robinson, we don't know. Like, obviously, he's better than what he showed in Chicago because of subpar quarterback play. But I I still think Allen Robinson is good. It's just the unknown. That's the only reason why the best receiver in the league, in my opinion, is number three. On this list, number two is Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Yep. Hunter Renfro is one of the top possession receivers in the league. Devontae Adams is arguably the best receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. And then up top, number one for me is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle because we all know what Tyreek Hill is. Jalen Waddle oh. had a sensational rookie season. We might have forgot one. I have honorable mentions though. Arizona has to be an honorable yes. mention. Yes, Marquise. So I have three honorable mentions. One is obviously AJ and Devontae. I have them six. I have them six. Number seven for me is um is uh Arizona, Marquise Brown and DeAndre Hopkins because uh first of all we have to see them play together and we're not going to see that for 6 games because DeAndre Hopkins has that uh, suspension with the uh with the substance policy which is the whole reason why they traded for Hollywood Brown in the yep. first place. So I have them and then number 8 for me is um Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Oh, yeah. Only because Adam Thielen kind of fell off last year and he's getting older and I'm not sure what he is going to be coming off his injury. So they are number 8. So top 5 for me is Edwin so top five to just to, to, to run it back? Edwin's and Godwin, Higgins, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Honorable mentions are Arizona, Minnesota, and the Eagles. Mm. I can't put the Eagles there yet because I do have to like see it. That's the only reason, and I and I know what those other five are. So yeah, quarterbacks don't factor into this, huh? Yeah, they should I probably. They I well, I'm, I, well, I ranked that, them. Well, I ranked them based on talent. I did not yeah, rank yeah. them. That's why based on people that are going to get mad at me for putting the Eagles guys because like five. I like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle would not be on top of the list if I factored in quarterback play because I'm not a two. You guy. have to just factor in your secondary versus these wide receivers. Period. Like, what do you, you know mean? what I'm saying? What do you mean? We're assessing the top five wide receiver duos in the NFL based on just based on talent, sheer talent. Yeah, I'm not factoring so like, quarterback play. I'm not. I'm not factoring those five are the five you're most scared to face on. Exactly. Yes. I'm Regardless of who's throwing them the ball and all this, like if you're going to factor that and then then potentially Higgins, just pretend Brady's throwing to all five of these duos. And I would, I would, I would, I would arguably have Higgins and Jamar Chase up top. Then, like if you want to do trios, like trios with their quarterbacks, that depends. Do you think who would you take between Derek Carr and Joe Burrow? Who who's better? Joe Burrow. Okay, so you would put T. Higgins and Jamar Chase on top of that list then? Yep. If you factored in quarterbacks? Yeah. Okay. Because who is – so Tyreek is to a Devontae, Derek Carr, Cooper Cup. I don't know. Maybe Stafford, that's why I put the – Stafford, well, Cup, and Allen Robinson? Uh, who's better, Stafford uh, or Joe Burrow? Oh, shit. Because they did, like, play each other. Yeah, in Super well, Bowls. here we go. We're not doing this. That's yeah, a team right. thing. And then you got Tom Brady, like, Tom Brady, Godwin, and Mike Evans. You might as well put them up top if you're, yeah, if you're I mean, factoring you quarterbacks. Yeah, Walker and yeah, yeah. Amendola so and them boys. Yeah, so that's, so, that's, so that's how that goes. So that's as far as duos. I think the Eagles will eventually be top five, but I have them at six right now just because I haven't seen it, and I don't want to be a homer. So that's why. I but don't I'm forget, homer, huh? But don't forget that A.J. Brown, of his first two, of his first three seasons, his first two were 1,000-plus yards. Just last year, he missed five games due to injury. The Eagles better. God, 
Is it a disappointment if they both don't hit their one thousand? Yes, yes, okay, okay, very much. Let's so. just make that clear. I if guess one of them, ha- one of them five, has right? to hit. Yeah, if you're not, a, if you're not a top five duo, right. not at least one of those receivers. I didn't see Higgins and Jamar both have a thousand yards last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely did. So yeah, and Jamar was number one. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so that that about wraps up this first uh, edition of the uh, the in person stuff. You're gonna see a lot of clips up. We're gonna clip it up and put it everywhere, and you'll get the full episode, obviously on the youtube as well if you're catching the audio be sure to go subscribe on apple itunes spotify stitcher soundcloud not soundcloud odyssey iHeartRadio. we don't do the soundcloud thing anymore but be sure to subscribe over there rate five stars leave those reviews each and every one does help with the exposure of the show keep it locked on the libertyline.com where we cover all five philly sports around the clock me for eagles Steven just wrote something on the return of the MVP form of James Harden. If you want to see why he will be returning to MVP if form there's a next chance season, he could return to if MVP there is form. a chance, it is going to be next season. If you want to know why, be sure to go over to thelibertyline.com, where Steven recently wrote an article. Steven, let everybody know where they can find you, what's coming up on the on the uh, the pipeline and all that <laughs> stuff. I couldn't think of the, the word. As always, that's Stephen Conrad Jr. on all socials, TikTok, Instagram. I'm sure if you search my name, the our YouTube channel is just going to show up anyway. Just definitely make sure you're subscribed and you got the post notice turned on for our YouTube, man, because this is just the start of all this stuff we've been trying to do for a very long time, guys. So definitely check it out and let us know how we did in the comments section, man. Well, we'll uh, I'm excited for what's to come, and I'm excited to just hear from you guys, man. Give us your you know your thoughts in the comment section um i don't know if you pitched this or not but when you leave your reviews guys like ask us questions down there we can answer them on the shows and stuff like that it's a good way to get you guys you know involved and stuff like that so i mean that's all i got man hopefully uh let me think it we're in the dog days we're literally about to be in the dog (laughs) days scraping the barrel we're just like just fishing for anything we're making up trade rumors at this point we're gonna have a lot of fake yeah it's so like you guys man if any ideas definitely run them this way um i'll try to keep you guys posted on as much eagles intel as i i get and you know if i'll be at any more ota practices or what have you appreciate you guys for listening as always be sure to subscribe next one coming potentially next week we'll make up some rumor or something and talk about it so until the next one y'all peace out Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.